Hello and welcome to Conscious Conversations with One Breath Institute with your hosts, Lisa McNett and Debbie Sherman. Tune in for mind-blowing conversations on how to be more conscious and present in your life. Topics we cover include healing, spirituality, introspective breathwork, astrology, dreams, alternate states of consciousness, and so much more. Hear from us and our interesting guests. Make sure to follow and subscribe to easily find us and listen again. I love how we like jam out to our intro song. Oh, and it's so lovely to hear my own voice <laughs> and connect with that. I'm always like, oh, wow, that is what I sound like. And it's such a good um, way to discover my tone and frequency when I speak and what I'm saying. So welcome everyone who's listening. As you know, I'm Debbie and with me is Lisa and we are doing our, our thing of just arriving very similar in color and in theme. That has been something very true for us. Uh, yeah, just like randomly throughout our time together, but more recently in the last week, we have been showing up consistently in the same colors and the same outfits uh, just about. And that might be because I'm coming to see you in a couple of days, so maybe. But either way, let's take a breath. Yeah, yeah, and for the listeners, if you feel available to ground your feet, so uncross your legs if they're crossed, and if you're walking, go outside, because today's topic is what is a star seed? Yeah, and just letting that land. The word star seed. Hmm. If I split that up, that's star and a seed, and stars are in the cosmos and galaxies, and seeds are something planted on the earth. So putting that together. What a fun word. So we're just going to experience whatever we want to experience today and say more about what a starseed is. So Lisa, do you have any thoughts, any thing initially you want to say about what a starseed is? I love that you opened up just with that very clear and distinct um, starseed explanation because yeah, it just reminds me that we have a tendency to, with all things, overthink and overcomplicate. And sometimes it really is just as simple as from the stars, from the galaxies planted on Earth. I'm laughing at that because I don't know when I said that. That was the first time I ever described a starseed like that. And it makes so much sense. So for our listeners and those who are very familiar with One Breath Institute and just OBI, you will hear us say that we are multi-dimensional beings. We are a physical, we are emotional, we are spiritual, we are mental bodies. So we are not just the physical flesh. And so what more is there? 
And what does that look like? Hmm. Yeah, but and, 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 and our humanness, these human bodies are also so much more. And so, you know, when you say that, it, the question comes up, what is a human and what does it mean to be human? Um, <laughs> I'm noticing that we keep asking each other questions. <laughs> okay, so what it means to be a human, I will answer for now. What it means to be a human is to be connected with life. I have explored and have discovered in my own self-evolution that the physical flesh, yes, made of material of the earth, is also made of the cosmos. And so there's a divinity. There is a divine peace, all of it when in creation of the physical body of the physical flesh that is the innate intelligence of the physical body it's intertwined and connected with the physicality originating from the cosmos yeah and so you know as you were speaking i'm like a human being is someone, a person who was born through the vessel of a mother, of a person, a mother, spent that time in the womb, was seeded from human, human um, people, <laughs> spent that time in the womb, was born onto this planet Earth. And not all beings who are here were born in that way. Um, and just because we come through the vessel of a human being and have that human DNA in our body doesn't mean that we are all 100% human. Yeah. And um, yeah. Okay, Lisa, no cliffhangers here. We continued the stream, continue the thought. People are probably like, what is she talking about? So in reflection, you're speaking to the incarnation process. We could even break down that word. What does it mean to incarnate? Coming in to something that's here, star seed, planting seed, incarnate. I'm sure I'm making sense to some degree. So what I heard you say, and I'm sure our listeners have the question of, what do you mean not all human? And this is why we're bringing in the topic today of a star seed. So what more feels like wants to come through with that topic, with that concept of we are more than the physical flesh. We are more than human. Okay, so I'll just jump right in then with that invitation. I'll just jump right in with that invitation. Uh, being born into a human body on the planet Earth, which I have a friend who actually questions if we are still on planet Earth, but I believe that we are on planet Earth, but it does raise a question for me of how do we actually really know where we are? 
you know, how does one actually know where we truly are? And how does one actually know who one truly is? We take in so much of our information. We take in too much of our information from external resources, right? So why do you believe? Why do we believe we're on Earth? And I, I, I have my reasons for that. But at the same time, how do we actually know where we are? What planet we're on? Why is it called Earth? How do we know where we are in the galaxy, in the solar system? And how do you know who you are? And, and that is um, the biggest question that I want to open up and to ask. Uh, how do you truly know who you are? Because we, when we're born as humans on Earth, we have to play by certain rules. There are certain codes that we are coming in and we have this understanding of when we are reincarnating, when we are incarnating into a human body, we know, I believe that we know that when we come in, we are going to experience amnesia. We, we can't necessarily bring, most of us cannot bring all, maybe all of us can't bring all of our memories through. Some can bring some memories through, we can bring some gifts through, we can bring some talents through, but then what happens when we get here? We were having this conversation in one of our classes the other day about a red table and a blue table, right? If I grow up in a household where everybody tells me that all tables are red and I've only ever seen red tables, that's all I know as a possibility and as an option. And so, so much of who we are, how we're supposed to be, who we are supposed to be is formed on and formed by the knowledge, information, expectations, um, perceptions of other people around us. And a star seed can be defined as someone who has never felt at home here. They have always felt as though they were different. They have always felt like they don't belong. They probably don't fit in. They they're very, starseeds tend to be sensitive. They tend to be psychic, very intuitive. There's more I can say about starseeds, but that, that real, um, yeah, when I said that piece about feeling like we are someplace else, or, or home is someplace else. Like I used to, I recall for, for years and years and years wanting to go home, right? Like, and I know you did too. Yeah, wanting to go home. I wanted to go home, but I couldn't tell you where home was because home wasn't the house that I grew up in. Not that I grew up in one house. I grew up in a bunch of houses, but none of those houses were home. I could never find that sense of home until I learned who I was. And then I realized, ah, yeah. Yeah. So I want to spend a moment describing or just providing insight as my experience of discovering who I am in this aspect. And what that looked like in my journey as a child, right? Having those symptoms of being here, but not really connecting with maybe fellow kids or, or other people. I was a wise soul. I was an old soul. I would pray to the stars, 
not to a being or a person necessarily, even though I kind of grew up in a religious household, I would pray to the stars and I would say, I want to go. I'm not ready. <laughs> like, I remember that saying, I'm not ready. And looking back, I understand that a little bit more, right? Like the feeling of that mission or a pressure or just a purpose or that the world didn't have to be the way it was, right? Like there are other people that I've connected with and a lot of our students, they see they see the world, they see the dynamics, they see the suffering, maybe a lot more than a fellow mate or peer of the same age in the same room, in the same classroom or same sport or whatever, right? They, they're able to just see something beyond the programming, I'll even call it for what it is, something beyond the program. And not just in the waking world, but their dreams are very, whatever they are, outer-worldly, right? They're dreaming that they're flying. They're dreaming of this planet. They're dreaming of meeting people, feeling, connecting with people that aren't real, right? So there's so much value of what happens when and throughout childhood that gets dismissed because of that program. And so for me, you know, before we jumped onto this podcast, you had shared, oh, I was thinking of, you know, when did I realize that I was a starseed or like, how did I know or how did it come to me? And I was thinking, how in the world did it come to me? Because now I'm here I'm embracing it. And I don't even remember much of the journey of doubt before, because that's something that's true for every starseed that I've encountered, is that there is such resonance. And not only the people, but the information, when one has the capacity to learn the information, because that's something with me in my journey, I was searching, doing all the research I could, never found a darn thing. <laughs> I, and I remember parts of the way I'm like, Lisa, I want to know, I feel it in my bones. I'm searching externally for this information. And it was never delivered in the times that I desperately needed or wanted it. So I just, I guess I'm planting that for those who connect with the word starseed, who maybe connect with just the energy and like, who we are as a school, myself individually, Lisa individually. And if you're connecting with that and have been looking for information, do know that it will arrive when you have the capacity. And the capacity is just different. And once it's experienced, then you'll really understand that word. But coming back to, yeah, when when did I know I was a starseed? All my life, I knew I was a starseed, but I do believe that I read it one time. I finally had the capacity to read it one time. And I was so excited because Lisa was my only friend in my life at that time where I could be like, hey, Lisa, I, I think I'm a Starcy. I, I know this. I, I know I'm a Starcy. I don't even remember the conversation. But I do remember a flash of Lisa kind of being like, yes, <laughs> here comes all of this information. And then she validated that before jumping in 
the podcast, I guess you had expressed that it felt like an invitation to speak all of your experiences. And so, yeah, was that, is that true in reflection? And what more would you like to say? You just gave me like 20 different things to talk about, but, but, you know, this podcast comes, um, like a day after I just updated my bio on our website, we were talking about updating our bios and I updated my bio and, 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 um, I used to pride myself on being a ninja. I used to say, I'm a ninja. I'm a healing ninja. I learned how to speak about and teach and share complex subjects like about the nervous system, the vagus nerve, uh, the art, the human anatomy, psychology, trauma, and and metaphysical experiences, in a way that could connect with just the average person. And I kept a lot of myself and my pieces of who I truly am, and also refrained from, and still, still in some ways, refrained from saying like here's this, or you might want to check this out, or this might be you, right? And so I say that because um, I see things in people a lot. And you were somebody that when you came to me with this, I was like, ah, we can finally talk about this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lisa, let's talk about the last three days. Like, really, let's look at it. Okay, uh, because it was, yeah, three days ago, two days ago, where you were like, I'm changing my bio and I'm speaking my truth. And I was like, go for it. Yes, use the words. People need, I feel people need more of you and I particularly showing up and saying those words. So I was At like, yeah, time. you do it. So time. then I can do it too. Yeah, <laughs> so then I can show up in some way you lead lisa and um and then you did that and then what the what happened to me yesterday i'm holding class right i'm facilitating i'm teaching the practitioners and all of a sudden i get electrocuted in my body and my brain what full body zap. I'm still feeling it now. And talk about more purging. Like how much more purging can I do in a month? I don't know. But <laughs> this was Don't crazy. ask the question. <laughs> I know, right? And so Trust and me. so what is that? What is that? That's initiation. That's uh, an upgrade. Some people would use the word upgrade. That's uh, an evolution. That's a physical that's a physical on a cellular shift and change. So these are also things that happen to stars, seeds. And to some extent, I do believe and feel very true that everyone is a star seed. And we are all just different and unique in which we come from our source. And as I mentioned before, externally is not the way to learn it. You will not have the authentic information if you do not have the capacity to embody it. 
So in the last two days, you had, see all this weird, like I'm going all over the place, but in the last two days, you had an amazing bio that come, that came through. Let it be seen, let it be read, let it be felt. I got zapped, electrocuted, full body. And here we are talking about, yeah, the union. So come, I don't know, I'm obsessing. What is a human now? Because I know what a star seeded. What is the human? Is a human the unification? Is the human life the process of unifying with your truest form and coming into full embodiedness? Well, that's a, I mean, I think maybe, do we need to come back and talk about what a human is? I mean, my, I think, I think for today, like the simplest term, the simplest, the simplest way to speak about it would be one being born on earth through the channel which we come and, and fully embodying the body, right? Full embodiment of this body. And so when I say that, there are a lot of people on the planet right now who are not in full embodiment of their body. And so, yeah, if you are not in full embodiment, we are open. This human body, this vessel is driven by something right? It's driven by something. It doesn't drive itself. There needs to be a consciousness in this vessel to drive it. And if it's, and there can be many consciousnesses in the body, it doesn't have to just be one consciousness in the body. And so this is a really, hmm. so I mentioned before that there are, there are Hmm. There are, let's say, beings or things that are not human that are also occupying and on the earth or around the earth. And in order to be effective, in order to be able to deal really in an embodied way on this planet, they need to take over somebody else's body. And so when we are not fully embodied and when we are still in a victim consciousness or taking, you know, eating crap food, taking crap medicine, listening to crap frequency and vibration musically or on a screen, connecting with all of these things, then we can be taken over by another type of technology. And so this brings me to, you mentioned source and our connection to source and a star seed generally has a strong connection to source. They know they are connected to source. And the more that they connect with that connection to source, the more they're going to heal, the more they are going to come into full embodiment and not being be taken over. And so there are a lot of voices in the head. 
and this is what I want to mention. So there are a lot of different voices in the head. And just like I was saying, you know, the, the, the system, the family system, the community systems in which we were surrounded when we were growing up, and even today, um, based on the information that is given to us, that is told to us, that we may or may not choose to accept. Most people choose to accept. But if you know it's wrong, right, you're like, oh, this doesn't really resonate with me. Something to look at about maybe your star seed. But um, because star seeds are here at this time on this planet, and we should come back and talk about this another time because it's a big, big topic. There is a very specific reason that there are lots of star seeds on the planet at this time because we are in a place of um, moving into a new age, a new, a new, um, yeah, the word's not coming to me right now, but a new time on earth. So, but the voices in the head, right? The voices in the head, one, it's what frequency are you tuned into? It's all like turning the dials on a radio and what frequency are you dialed into? And some of those frequencies are really malevolent, negative, but we might think that they're the voice of God. We could think that we're the voice of ourselves or the voice of right? ourselves. Yeah. The mind is very much like an antenna picking up on all of those frequencies. I was just tuning in and adding on. That's it. That's all I had to say. <laughs> and I all, actually know that's not all I had to say. If there's a part of the recording that went all blippity blur blur, uh, and, and that's because you were talking about starseed mission and there was some interference with that. And so it kind of came through a little bit blurry, but I hope it came through very clear overall. <sighs> yeah, so, it's so I'm just obsessing right now over the word incarnate and embodied, right? There's this belief that, oh, I have a body, so I'm connected to my body, or oh, I'm a life, I'm a living being, so I must have incarnated. Yes, and how deep are you grounded into your body? How deep and grounded are you into your incarnation? Because it's very possible to live right above the body. This is where disconnection comes from. This is where, you know, you feel lightheaded, where you may not have a true grasp of the truth of your reality and your life experiences. This is why we approach breath, bringing spirit with a body-based intention, with a somatic-based intention. We are literally bringing spirit into the body. Every time we stay present with the breath and connect with the sensations of presence in the physical body. And mm. clearing out that which is not. Mm -hmm. Clearing mm -hmm. out that which is not, too. That's just the other side that came up when you, yes, we're, we're you know, there, um, there are some cultures, and there's a teacher that I studied with, um, who believe it, and, and I'm not sure, I believe this to a degree, but I haven't sat with it so much, and I know you have some thoughts about it, but 
when we're born, we aren't automatically like 100% in the body. We don't come out 100% in the body. And so when we are born, um, it can take two, three years. I think my teacher said it takes up to two years to for the soul to fully be coaxed and nourished into the body by loving parents. I don't know. I believe it could be longer. Um, I believe it doesn't happen anymore. Maybe it doesn't at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really, because, because there aren't that many loving parents there. I'm not that there aren't loving parents. Oh my God. There are loving parents. I just mean the societies and the environments are not conducive for this. Most births are happening in brightly lit rooms. Go Most ahead. Creation. We have to really think about the intention, the intention behind bringing a, a soul into the world. So the reason why I'm now in this part of my evolution, I'm saying, you know, I don't know what percentage a person, a soul can truly reincarnate uh, in the time frame it was originally designed to. And I say that because I know we live in a fishbowl of trauma. And everyone here today, if you're listening, you're going to traumatize just naturally the life. You're feeding into the, the trauma bowl unconsciously. It's just happening. It's just happening all the time. And so when I think of this concept of incarnation and what it really means as someone who studies generational trauma and is almost obsessed with birth and rebirth, right? Because we can be rebirthed many times throughout our life, like on a cellular level, truly. But coming back to just the union of mother and father in this scenario, right? The union, each individual has their own life. So the frequency in which they set the intention to unify together, to open up time and space, to receive seed in the physical realm, that frequency, if it's coming from divine love, the purest form of union, then yeah, I do believe that to some degree, the, the original intention of uniting soul and physical can fully incarnate. However, there's also the concept of the womb and the energy and the water in which the physical body is growing the health, the vitality, the nourishment, the love. And the question is, is that mother being supported? How is that mother feeling? What stresses and pressures is she experiencing? Because up till recently, there has been so much study around the stresses that a mother takes does not impact the infant. Don't worry, everyone. It's not a, you can eat, you can think, you can feel the stresses won't impact the child. That's not true. That's not true. Period. Period. I don't, it's a nice thought. It's a, it's a beautiful thought. Yeah, I'm a completely separate, yeah, totally. Right? Because that means that no matter what happens, but that's not true. 
our experience, my experience as a mother, moving, pandemic, uh, joining <laughs> healing generational trauma, all of that my child was impacted from. And so coming back to, there's so many parts of it, right? The individual path of two people, the frequency in which they unite will, will tell you what consciousness will arrive into that union. And then, and then the support of the mother, right? As she is creating, how she is literally uniting both spirit and physical world, a mother is an alternate state of consciousness at all times of pregnancy and creation. And then the birth, we were taught all throughout history that birth is traumatic. This is not true. Birth does not have to be painful. It does not have to be a life and death. No, there's just so much about it. And so, and so when you are a kid and you're like, wait, I feel so different from the world around me. Listen to that. When you're an adult in reflection, listen to that honor that so we were talking about incarnation yeah. and how we really be embodied <laughs> and this is why i'm an advocate for telling everyone it's a lifetime journey and yeah there are peaks and stages that are like so fulfilling and empowering and courageous and like yes i did it but coming back to what lisa has always said too it's not the destination it's literally the life journey and there's there's so much to invite and welcome when it comes to involving the spirit in the body in incarnating embodying thank you debbie and there's no. a reason for all of this there's a reason for all of this and that's you know i first of all there is hope <laughs> there is hope um there's always hope. I was feeling like, ah, 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 I get so activated. But that's why there are so many star seeds coming through right now. That's why there are so many star seeds coming to really help humanity reclaim, to help humanity rebecome, uh, to help guide people towards free will, towards authenticity, towards independence, to you know, to knowing that they have a right to live their destiny. Yeah. So to awaken and activate vibrations and frequencies on the planet right now that are so needed to bring us back, to bring humanity back to origin, original, original blueprint. So our entire history is false. The entire human history is false. It's not correct. And so when I talk about, you know, we've kind of touched on um, how things are. But now here's the better, the bigger question of why? Why? Why are they? Why? Right? Like, why is the mother told what happens to your baby? What happens to you doesn't affect your baby? Why is your why is a mother? Why is why are babies ushered in in the way that they are? Right? Why are we in this fishbowl of trauma? That is the bigger question, and that is the the bigger piece to actually look like, look 
look at and and um and it's because we were hijacked we were hijacked and again our entire history is false and we are now at a time where we have an opportunity there's like a i just mentioned a new cycle beginning there's a new cycle beginning and so there's a time where we are here many of us are here for the mission the big mission and the purpose of helping to purify integrate digest pull the wool off for everybody to see like rip the band-aid off so it hits the air and it gets to heal so much shit has honestly been going on for the past more than the past two years but let's look at you know 2020 and all of this like we have to clean up what's here before we can create something new otherwise we stay in this in the darkness and we enter a new cycle of darkness a new cycle of the same old same old and so that's why our mission is so big and this is why also mm -hmm. you know you meant there's a difference between activated star seeds and uh, inactivated star seeds so yes a star seed your star seed locations can be looked at on your astrological chart and there's really only one person i know who can do this truly and well and actually give accurate Maru information marumatu so <laughs> marumatu do not get your star seed uh infer chart reading done from anybody else other than marumatu but <clears throat> and Sometimes it's surprising to see how many different star locations and reincarnations we've had. Sometimes it's just one or two. Um, but we are the ones we've been waiting for. I yeah. know you unmuted, so you probably have something you want to jump in with. I just, yeah, there's so much. And really, I'm, hmm, hmm. Something that is so true in our school, Lisa, and I know you've seen it, is the students, the people that arrive to us in our community, they know, they see themselves in front of a crowd, they see themselves helping, they see themselves healing, right? We believe that everyone is their own self-healer, and to some degree, when one is embodied and in a frequency of pure love, that in itself is healing and so that word can you know be cycled and circled but i don't know i was just getting stuck to just fixated a little bit on that mission and that purpose and um there's so many people that don't think they're deserving of a happy healthy love living life whatever that means for you whatever that looks for you that you are you are deserving of it and it's more than enough and that is the mission whatever makes you whatever makes you feel just motivated through an act of service this is giving it to yourself so really the stars
Okay, something is happening. I can't hear Debbie right now. See everyone, we are speaking of the importance of a mission in life. Yeah. <laughs> broadcast interruption. We interrupt your broadcast, alien beings. Okay, so maybe Debbie will be back in. Um, however, I resonate with what she was speaking, but I also want to share a little bit about my story with my purpose and my mission because I was in this feedback loop. I remember uh, I was reflecting on this before coming in today and and when I was in Chicago, I was managing uh, doing piano bar and I was in this relationship for three years. I don't know why I was in the relationship for three years because it just wasn't, it, I was living a whole unconscious life. In many ways, my life was unconscious. But I remember um, saying to my, my boyfriend, like so many times throughout the course of our relationship, I have to leave. I can't be here. I have this big mission that I need to go fulfill. I've got this big purpose. I've got to go and do it. And he would say, all right, what's your mission? And I was like, I don't know. And he would say, well, where are you going? And I would say, I don't know. So sometimes that's the way it is. I was in this loop of like, I know I need to go. I know I have this mission. I, ha I can't do it here. He would say, why can't you just do it here? I would say, I can't do it here. I don't know why I can't do it here, but I can't do it here. I have to go. I have to go and welcome back, Debbie. I have to go and, and do my mission somewhere else that I don't know where, and I don't know what the mission is. And um, the only thing that I knew the only thing that I knew I needed to do was go to Asia and meditate in a cave. That's all I knew I needed to do. That was the only thing I needed to, knew I needed to do. And I would, I would go like for, I would go every time the nightclub, like at like two o'clock in the morning when it's like total insanity upstairs. I'm overwhelmed. I can't handle this. <laughs> like managing this chaos, which is part of what I'm here to do, is to bring order to chaos. Uh, <laughs> I would go downstairs and I would Google the fairs to Thailand, to India, to these different places in Asia. And my staff knew I was doing this. They would be like, they would be like, what's the what are the tickets to, to Asia looking like today? <laughs> And I would say $849 tonight, I could go to Thailand. I'm not coming back. And so, so all I knew, and, and, and years later, when I did my breathwork training, I looked back in journals, because part of, part of it was to, to go back and reflect on your life. And I went back and I looked on the, in the late 80s. I was from the late, the late 80s through the 90s, through the early 2000s. Go meditate in the cave. Go meditate in the cave. Go meditate in the cave. Go meditate, like literally through, sprinkled throughout these journals where, where also I wanted to kill myself and my life was horrible and all of this stuff. Go meditate in the caves. There's the answer. And I was like, that's fucking crazy. You don't just go 
meditate in a cave. And that's, and literally that's what I had to do. So I didn't know anything else. And I say this because sometimes there's just one fucking thing we know <laughs> we need to do. And that's the only thing. And you might not know anything else. And it's just taking that leap of faith. Well, thank you for continuing where I left off. It sounds empowering and magical and truth. So much truth in that. And that's what it, that's what being called and answering the calling feels like. It's like all of the clutter, all of the crowd goes away. And there's this fine tune. There's like a zero pointing in. There's an assemblage point, an alignment piece. Just dropping some words there. And you're going. <laughs> you're going. And all of a sudden, the job falls away that was holding you back. The relationship crumbles in some well, hopefully way. Hopefully, we give it up. I mean, I walked that away too. from that job. And when I walked away from that job, people, like, all throughout my life, people would call me crazy or ask me if I was crazy. And so I always knew I wasn't. But there were a few times that I did actually question that sanity because, yeah, people were like, you can, you're at the peak. You are we don't need to go into it, but why would you leave this? Like, why would you do that? And wasn't certain twice, you. I said, this isn't for me. Yeah, This isn't for me. And so I just say that because it doesn't all have to fall away. But oftentimes we stay in that place because of the fear of taking that step. And then if we don't take the step on our own, yes, the job crumbles, the relationship crumbles, everything starts to sorry to interrupt no that's perfect i you know initially when i invited this part of the conversation i was just in reflection of what i so often hear of our students and and what i'm witnessed to in their adventure and their journey to answering to themselves and their calling right like and what does that look like that looks like trust in the unknown that looks like taking a leap of faith that looks like fueling excitement and intentionally letting go or life will let it go for you <laughs> right that happens too um and a big piece that i just get so mm, so much inner movement about is just the connections along the way so something else that's true is i've never heard a star seed say that they felt fully supported and connected before they knew they were a star seed <laughs> it's a feeling of being alone not supported getting thrown at the word crazy then questioning oh my gosh I just had a vision of myself doing this amazing thing that felt so alive. I must be crazy because other people don't see the truth in that. Uh, but you're not. So uh, I also just want to highlight that, of course, the internet would just blop out when I was feeling so passionate about what I was speaking. And I came back and persevered. Ah. Uh, 
what else would like to be shared and spoken? Hmm. I think this is probably a lot to digest for today. <laughs> yeah, I guess just this, you know, this feeling of, of you're not alone and you're not crazy. Yes. And, you know, I, I, I'm feeling that, yeah, I was in a moment of doomsday of incarnation um, and or like the process of incarnating because of the fishbowl of trauma and the programming and, and all the other things left unspoken today. And I just want to speak to like how I've experienced hope because once upon a time, hope was very distant. It was very out there. It was very reaching. It was very, I'll get to that place of hope, right? It wasn't like here in me. And through the process of getting to know myself, self-love, self-trust, being my best friend, right? My ride or die <laughs> in so many ways, that fueled a lot of the hope that was once experienced distantly, but I now know it's actually, yeah, just here, 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 my toes, between my nose. And, and when I have felt the frequency of hope, I now see that the earth supports that frequency too. I now see that the animals around me support that frequency, the way the sun filters through the clouds, right? There is literally the yeah. frequency of hope all around us internally, externally, and you can't miss it once you connect with it. And when you connect with it, Instead of the child once upon a time that only saw the suffering and was like, wait, this isn't how it has to be. Through my journey of many journeys and adventures, embodying hope is now all that I see, all that I feel. I don't feel that suffering unless I tune into it. I feel the hope and the inspiration and the movement of creativity and purity and divinity and I see that everywhere and it really is in my experience a process yeah thank you for sharing your personal experience with hope and connecting with hope hmm. yeah and really and truly the earth is alive the planet is alive. Mm. So we get to work with the planet. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel complete for today. I mean, there's always so much more. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about how, how, um, 
you know, far reaching out there, even thinking about hope out there. We even talk about like other planets are so far away, other beings are so far away, or maybe they aren't, right? Like what if, what if the reason What if the reason Elon Musk is going to go to Mars in this lifetime is because he's already been to Mars? He's already been. <laughs> what if it's a What if it's a lot closer? What if all of these other systems are a lot closer, and all of these other beings are a lot closer than we actually realize that they are? And you know, I heard somebody say recently, and it wasn't the first time I heard this, but. It's funny, it was like two weeks ago, and now it's it's coming through for this conversation. You know, there are different ways that alien beings, which, you know, starseed, starseed DNA is of alien places, of other lo locations in the stars. There are different ways that alien beings can come to the earth, can come through the earth, can visit us. And they have been coming here for ages, since ages and ages and ages. And I heard this person say that some who decided who came here for just, you know, a period of time ended up staying for longer periods of time. And through the process of staying, became more three-dimensional. So this just felt appropriate to just kind of throw in here as, um, as what is a starseed? Because we're talking about humans and incarnating souls who are connected to other star systems, stars, galaxies. But there's also beings here, right? Who there's been interbreeding just like dogs and cats there's a new species of human and uh and i think we are in an evolution of that right now we are in an evolution as a species of humans and we are here starseed is here to assist with that evolution that is ushering in a new period of what earth and what life on earth and humanity was actually supposed to be like. Love, embodying love, embodying all of our, all of our interdimensional selves and um, caring and nurturing for the planet and caring and nurturing for each other. Mm. Yeah, so to be human, is to embody all, <laughs> to aspects. all aspects yeah here yeah i mean we literally walk to ground into the earth every day like that's what we eat is grown of the earth hopefully or not hopefully. right yeah. and and the more that it is the more human we are so so much hope so much support so much to digest in this podcast. <laughs> so let's take a breath. And you can be sure we will be having more interesting 
conversation. <laughs> to Toulouse, everyone. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to this episode all the way to the end. And for that, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We want to hear from you. Reach out and let us know what you thought of this podcast. And please like, subscribe, and share this episode with your friends.